This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today, Bob Tobin has stopped by to talk about the new Neighbor to Neighbor program. Bob's been in the Valley for 11 years, having moved here from the East Coast. Under full disclosure, Bob is the longtime voice under KLZR's community calendar. He's also the chairman of the board of the clinic. He's with High Country Recycling. Uh, You'll see him on the cardboard line back there. And he works with Excellence in Ed. He's also been with Search and Rescue. Bob, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, visit with us here. I think this is important, Gary. So let me ask the obvious question from the East Coast. How'd you find this place? Actually, that's a, that's a great story. I have a couple of brothers who moved up to the Denver area. My wife, Renee, has a sister who lives down on the Colorado-New Mexico border. And without getting in anybody's backyard, we picked a place in between. Ah. And this was just at the time when Google Maps was available. Mm-hmm. So we looked. And I looked at the valleys, I looked at the mountains, and I said, got to be something to do here. <laughs> and so we came out to take a look in detail and ended up staying. Well, you certainly have gotten busy in the neighborhood, and you must have said to yourself, I just don't have quite enough to do. Let me start another program. The Neighbor to Neighbor program is relatively new. So tell us how it got started. You know, what was the need that you saw? Uh, actually, uh, there was a meeting that public health sponsored about a year ago, actually a year and a half ago. And the question came up, there's a lot of needs in the community. What can we do to address them? It occurred to me and I said, look, it sounds like the solution is a neighbor to neighbor type proposition. We should be able to take care of our own here. Mm -hmm. So the neighbor to neighbor program, uh, what's the demographic of your potential clientele? Is, Is it about age or mobility? Well, actually, when we started looking at this, or or when uh, I was challenged by the then public health nurse to find a solution, it was interesting to work through and figure out that we had, obviously, uh, needs amongst our senior citizens uh, who were immobile. Also, the issues amongst the veteran population were something that was a concern to myself and several of the other people who got together to do this initial uh, thought through of what neighbor to neighbor might be. But in simplest terms, it is, in fact, neighbors reaching out to neighbors. Mm -hmm. No political affiliation, no religious affiliation, nothing except making sure that our neighbors, all of them, are well cared for. Mm-hmm. Now, there is an option, obviously, if a neighbor doesn't want to have help, hey, that's it. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, getting the services to the neighbors that we know need them is sort of the base of this particular program. And programs like Neighbor to Neighbor are everywhere. Mm. And how did you research or determine the, the needs of the community? I went to the VA and sat and talked with them and said, you know, what can we do to help if we can get this going? And they said, well, you know, one of the primary needs of the veteran population is being able to get to medical appointments. And they like to have that done individually. What they'd like to see and what I'd like to see would be people who could volunteer to help drive the vets to their medical appointments. Now, would you, do you consider the group up and running? I, I know it's brand new and it takes time to gear it up. 
Well, we're not really up and running yet. I think to uh, make the neighbor-to-neighbor program function, especially this rideshare component, we probably need a core of uh, 15 to 20 drivers, people Mm -hmm. who will volunteer to do that. And we're looking at various options to make that work. For instance, as we all know, I think, the Amish Uber, that is, people who drive the Amish around do so for a fee. Is that something that we could bring on to uh, various levels of service in the community. And there is a a group who operate currently uh, out of Telluride who are doing exactly this type of work. And the the program itself uh, is, whatever it is, Mobility is a uh, for-profit organization. However, what they will do is help set up a call-in center organize a reasonable rate structure and then help fund that rate structure through grants and other bits of advice. There are a number of organizations within our district uh, who can contribute to this. Uh, Certainly the Upper Arc Agency for the Aging, the Council of Governments, Medicare, even the VA have funds available to help underwrite transportation. The situation is to get that coordinated with a call-in center so that people can receive the help they need and receive it easily. Mobility is uh, always a challenge. Some people don't have cars and, uh, or, or physically can't drive and those sorts of things. So another service uh, that I noted was the phone connection. How was that proposed to work? Actually, this came up from that initial meeting, and uh, our Sol Vista folks said, look, the phone connection you need has to be a warm line. I said, a warm line? As opposed to a hot line. As opposed to a hot line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they said, yeah, a warm line, a a line where somebody who is anxious or in need of conversation or concerned about something can call in and ask for help. Now, there are a, a number of technical solutions that will help address that. But again, the primary issue here is getting enough people Mm -hmm. to be able to have this automated phone system ring up the appropriate person and make the contact. So having somebody uh, sort of on call for during, say, business hours is a huge commitment in terms of numbers of people. It is. Uh, What we had visualized was that we would have people who would sign up for a certain uh, time slot, you know, to be the respondent. Mm -hmm. They would have basically a crib sheet as to, you know, what the call was about. And if it was necessary to refer this person in the case of perhaps suicide or deep depression to another person, because we're not going to be able to handle that, then that number would be there and there'd be an automatic link that the person could use. If on the other hand, it was simply I need to talk to somebody or, Mm -hmm. golly, I've got a book at the library that I'd like to get and I can't get there, so I need some help. Or the the Meals on Wheels uh, may be having some problems. What are we doing as a community to help that? So the folks who were might be manning the phones would obviously need uh, some level of training or or scripts or you know if this happens do this those those sorts of things so yeah. so that's a that's a component of it uh, you you also you just mentioned books uh, one of the things that i noted was there's an intent to maybe just get books from the library out to folks who can't get get into town. Yeah, actually the friends of the library had proposed being able to distribute 
books that were wanted by folks who had library cards but couldn't get in. Uh, and we're in the process of working through the details on that, what sort of permission level we would need, mm-hmm. what sort of training level we would need. And most importantly, if, for instance, Gary, you were to take a book out to somebody who had said that they needed it, you'd be the eyes on that person's situation. Mm-hmm. What do we do with that information? And who do we take our concerns to within Custer County? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's You know, there are some serious issues that I know your group has talked about. You mentioned several of them, the suicide prevention. There's getting food to folks who maybe don't have enough, or there's a lot of talk about opioid crisis. All of that is on your radar, I think. Yeah, and, you know, we put it up there. We attempt to discuss it. We attempt to see if we can have a solution or if there's somebody better qualified in the community to follow through on that. The opioid side of things uh, seems to be well in hand in terms of community awareness, response by parties you know, who have an obligation to do so. And so I think that one we're slowly but surely pulling back from. Mm-hmm. Suicides, uh, we had that rash of suicides amongst young people and some older folks. And hopefully the warm line will take care of most of that and groups organized at the school. At this point, there's not a warm line set up. Is that correct? That is correct. So you're still in the planning stage. Well, there is something available uh, through the Upper Arc uh, Agency on the Aging, but that is a person, uh, it's actually a call-out line from an individual who's volunteered to do that. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if uh, I was feeling bad, I couldn't get around, and I wanted to call once a week, I could register my name with this group and I'd get a call once a week Mm -hmm. however in off hours sorry so it's the call in line where the the warm line that we're thinking about would be able to hook somebody up with the an appropriately trained individual to address whatever their need was Mm -hmm. do you have any idea about how large a group you might ultimately be affecting out there Actually, I don't think we have the demographics hammered out, and of course it will be subject to change. But in just talking this through with friends and neighbors that I have, we've uncovered a a large number of people who really are housebound. So it could be in the the hundreds. Is that a fair? Is that is that fair? Uh, it depends how how large this particular neighbor-to-neighbor program is going to be. In other parts of the the country, uh, they are. There's you know hundreds of people that they serve. Hmm. Uh, here, I would think you know we would uh, not trying to bite off more than we could chew, but uh, twenty-five to fifty contacts that we could help cover. Okay, would be a good start. Now, if there's folks out there in Radioland who'd like to find out more about this uh, program, Neighbor to Neighbor, or perhaps they might want to get involved, uh, how might they put their names in the hat, so to speak? We do have a Facebook page with, that they can go to. However, the easiest thing to do would be to either email uh, Neighbor to Neighbor. Uh, folks who are interested in helping can always contact us at nto ncc at gmail and we will call you back promptly bob we're running short of time but what have we missed in our conversation 
I think the important thing that uh, we're trying to emphasize is that a solution for folks who need help is certainly possible, and it does not have to be distorted or colored by political views, religious views, or anything else. There was a period in our country not too long ago when neighbors in a neighborhood did look after their neighbors. And I think we can get back to that and utilize some of the technological advances that have occurred in the meantime. All it takes is people who say, yeah, I care. I can do that. And we hope you're one of them. Bob, thanks for stopping by today. You're welcome. We've been visiting with Bob Tobin, who's been talking about the brand new Neighbor to Neighbor program that's uh, being formulated right now. If you're interested in uh, finding out more, you can email ntoncc at gmail.com. My name's Gary, and this is Valley Views. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 